0: Michael's application was rejected.
1: If this is your attempt at humor, you're going to need a lot more practice, husband. It is not. Why? No
0: human has ever been accepted into the Vulcan Expeditionary Group. Success was always an unlikely outcome. What is the
1: reason they have that they could possibly reject you?
0: Honestly, I had hoped for better.
1: I don't want to be here. My please, Amanda, I don't want to leave. Listen
0: to me. Why are you doing this? I told you before. You're not welcome here. You called me here. Your Katra pulled me. This is my mind. Stay. Out. Hey, everybody, welcome to episode six of Trek Drudge Discovery. We see. Leathy. Leathy. Feeling um, a little leathy this evening. I am Byron Hussey. This is James Sheaves. Kay. Let's do this.
1: Let's do it. Um,
0: what does Lethe mean?
1: <laughs> um, so, uh, it, it's a it's either a classical illusion... Or it is a an allusion to uh, I guess another one of the classics being season one of the original series. Uh, so in Greek mythology, it's a, I think a river into Hades, mm-hmm. uh, which makes you forget your earthly troubles. So you know, like dead people forget stuff when they when they die. Mm-hmm. It's it's symbolism, you know, right. um, and the the reference. Uh, to the original series is there's a character where they, they have an insane asylum episode which is a little bit of commentary on mistreatment of um, uh, mental patients
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and uh, they meet a brainwashed um, uh, patient who, whose name is Lethe and I heard a, a crazy fan theory that Admiral Cornwell uh, is this, this same character Whoa. You know, years Maybe. later because the, I mean there's a slight physical resemblance but um i don't mm. i don't buy that one i think that would be a, a dumb move um although i think it probably probably they were, would have been aware of the illusion uh, because i mean they've been making illusions this whole time and it's right. two like early season one episodes like like dagger of the mind mm-hmm. which was that episode well she was she was a apparently a therapist yeah, that's what they say about so, both of these characters.
0: Seems like a good theory. I buy it.
1: <laughs> right. Um, so
0: in this episode, we get um, Sarek gets lost yeah. in some kind of nebula. Um, Michael Burnham has to track him down using mm-hmm. Katra.
1: Katra magic.
0: Katra powers. And we get... Um, the, amba- what, no, the, you just said it, it was, uh, Cornwall. Oh, yeah. Cornwall. Um, Admiral. Admiral, Admiral. Cornwall. I wanted to say um, ambassador, but that's, uh, that's not yeah, the right title at all.
1: That's the, that's like the post that they give you after you've completed your stint on, you know, two series. Yeah. Become ambassador Wharf or. Well, Sarah, ambassador was an ambassador. Zero or in, whatever. Uh,
0: in uh the next generation, I believe,
1: yeah, so uh, um apt. yeah I, I was thinking about that episode that's a that's a fine episode that one the one where Sarah cries, yeah, a single tear
0: hmm I, I don't I, remember actually that episode very well was that during one of Riker's trombone performances <laughs> <laughs>
1: um no, I think Riker was sitting behind him, uh, but um I mean that would bring a tear to anyone's eye, wouldn't it <laughs>
0: Mm -hmm. it's like kind of big easy swing sessions
1: (laughs) right right yeah it's 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 moving stuff right um in reference to that episode i had a uh a little brainwave about this one um so uh like it's it's very heavy on vulcan stuff this episode and specifically um uh burnham was uh the reason they have the the katra connection in the first place is because she was healed by sarek Using a mind meld, where he, he put a bit of his cutter in her, and so she does the same thing to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and that made me wonder if, um, in uh the, the episode Sarek, he has that degenerative disease, uh, the name Bendai ben syndrome. Uh, and I and I was wondering maybe uh, the reason for that is he's got a bit of a bit of human in him that he yeah. gets here. That's a good idea. Plus, like, thanks a lot, he, Michael. He
0: put some of his katra into michael so michael has his katra and her own katra which she then puts back into him is that like um sort of like inbreeding um presumably
1: it would mean that he would have a little bit of his missing
0: right which is no good but then she puts some back but then it's kind of watered down
1: but probably not all of it yeah it's watered down
0: I mean it's like, like um, it's all made up anyway. So
1: doesn't uh doesn't Jesus do some of this with like um uh, the
0: Holy Spirit?
1: He, he, right, he pours the Holy Spirits.
0: Yeah. Probably. Oh,
1: no. I think I'm th- actually thinking of like a a viral video where someone pours something colored into water or something and it's a metaphor for how Jesus fixes your life or something. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So this, so, so you you confused your memory of a viral video with like with Christianity our Lord itself. And Savior. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, we're really, we're really circling the drain as a as a global civilization, are we?
1: it's a, it's a shame. <laughs> uh, we, uh, we seem to be doing better than the Vulcans in in this one, though. Like, oh my God, the, they've got more problems than we'd ever imagined, mm-hmm. huh? Yeah. Turns they're out uh, they're Vulcan terrorists.
0: Yeah. They're very kind of buttoned up problems, though. Like, they, the Vulcan terrorists apparently um, want more logic, um, less human meddling, right? Yeah. Well, who less doesn't? human influence. Am I right? Yeah. They're probably right to want this, right? I mean, humans are terrible.
1: Mm. Oh, we, we suck pretty bad. Um, uh, the whole Vulcan extremism thing, uh, that, cause I haven't seen Enterprise, so I don't know what they are referencing from that show. It made me think of the other Vulcan extremist, uh, Valeris played by Kim Cattrall from, uh, Star Trek six, the undiscovered country. Yeah. I don't remember that movie. At it all. was, uh, one of my favorite, uh, Star Trek characters, probably. Uh, it's a, I guess it's a, it's a spoiler for that like 25 year old movie, but, uh, uh, it turns out that Spock's protege was um, uh, plotting with the Klingons. Oh wow, that's that's too yeah. bad. It's too bad, um, but uh, uh, it's okay because um, uh, they figured it out in the end.
0: So we get some, some also get some further development on um, the the uh, recently rescued uh, Asher. Do you mean tyler Tyler. what is asher is that somebody
1: i mean ash is his first name asher tyler Maybe it's short for asher yeah asher tyler sounds like two. let's get real it's 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 actually Valk, Valkerson.
0: yeah there is a uh, so he does like a training holodeck uh we get a, our first was this our first dose of holodeck action <laughs>
1: Uh, w- look, when I saw this, I was, like, screaming internally, like, no, this is wrong. But apparently, uh, they had a holodeck in the animated series, so yeah. it's, um, I'll roughly justifiable. So... Yeah, because, uh, Roddenberry wanted to have one in the original series, but there just wasn't a budget for it, apparently. Right.
0: Which is silly, because it's sort of like, you just go on location. Yeah,
1: just just on. go to the freaking park.
0: But, like... so, Lorca and, um, Tyler are... Training in the holodeck, killing um, Klingons.
1: Klingons, yeah.
0: And um, I think at, shortly after their battle, Lorca says to Tyler, "You fight like a Klingon." <laughs> <laughs> what, so, what do you think that could be alluding to?
1: That's uh, well, he's he's just got a you know a fighting spirit in him. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of um, uh, very subtle stuff in this episode isn't there
0: yeah so i guess this is this is a um kind of a common trope now in the Mm. age of the internet where a show or movie or usually shows will have like a twist but everybody will figure it out and then
1: right and the poor (laughs) actors have to go on the promotional tours without uh being able to say anything about it
0: yeah and then, like they they, they drop all these really really cute little hints that you were supposed to go back and like piece together, like the end mm-hmm. of the usual suspects um, after the reveal. But now that people are figuring these things out, they just further prove they just they're just like almost seem heavy handed. Like mm-hmm. you fight like a Klingon. You might even be <laughs> Vok in disguise. Yeah. Surprise. He, um, he never
1: knew his father, Vok, son of none. Yeah,
0: but I, I still, I didn't really, still don't really buy that he could be Vok. I doubt that Vok well, would be you that know, good an actor.
1: There could be additional uh, dimensions to the twist. Uh, again, in the in the crazy fan theory zone, I this is, this one's really out there. I heard one that um, uh, Tyler is not Vok, but uh, Lorca is Vok.
0: Whoa, that's way too no way.
1: Um, so did they sw- do
0: they swap Lorca when he was on the on yeah the, well
1: um... uh, so something clearly happened with Lorca because um, uh, they th- again they drop a, a hint when he's um, canoodling with um, uh, with Cornwell uh, he she says Oh, remember that time when we saw a media shower or somewhere. And uh he kind of looks at her blankly for a second and she goes, What, you don't remember? And he was like, Oh, I was just thinking it was so long ago. Mm-hmm.
0: So, so you know. So maybe he is. Maybe he is Vok.
1: I think um I think what's happening is, is he's been Manchurian candidated.
0: He's he's been what? He he is a Manchurian, oh, Manchurian candidate. Manchurian candidated,
1: I see. Candidated we. Yes. I
0: thought you said mentoring candidate. Can candidate. He's been mentoring. And yeah. I am not familiar with that character.
1: Um, and uh, he's also got some weird scars on his back, which uh Cornwall sees after having you know gotten him naked. Could those be Klingon
0: um, plastic surgery scars? Like, yes, that's where they yes, tucked in all the
1: uh, Klingon stuff. They leave a triangular incision Mm -hmm. Um, And by the way I still haven't seen the Manchurian Candidate So I still uh, don't want spoilers For the Manchurian
0: Candidate It's like like one of those things Like like Soylent Green Like everybody knows what it means Without having had to see the movie
1: Right I actually have seen Soylent Green Well I've never
0: seen it And I know that Soylent Green turned out to be people That's a shame
1: Gotta eat something um
0: so we also get some uh in in um Michael Burnham's quest to rescue sarek we get some mm-hmm. uh kung fu backstory
1: oh backstory in the, okay
0: <laughs> in the form of uh sort of sarek's um psychic guilt that uh, yeah. Michael Burnham is experiencing somehow
1: which is it's it's cute I like this uh. This Vulcan stuff, and I, I, I kind of like how um, Discovery seems to kind of be, towing this line between like maybe overwritten and kind of just quite right in terms of characters having like really complex
0: motivations. mm mm-hmm. So it turned out that Michael Burnham was rejected for the Vi- the Vulcan Science Academy because Vulcan
1: expeditionary force.
0: Because Sarek had to choose between his his two children um, because Vul- uh, for Spock was already only half Vulcan, so they couldn't allow a full human and a half human in. They were only willing to accept one. So Sarek chose Spock, and then Spock goes ahead and doesn't even join the Expeditionary Force anyway. He joins Starfleet, yeah. too.
1: Um, and I guess uh, if if you wanted to see that scene, it's it's pretty much in uh, in the two thousand nine movie where he um, rejects you know the, their their offer to I think in that one it's the science academy it's the same thing but Sarek doesn't seem too cut up about it in that one. Yeah, well
0: he's a Vulcan, so.
1: Right, that's right. Yeah, they're pretty good so... with that stuff. And, um, Zero
0: emotions, none at all, ever.
1: Speaking of um, alternate universe, Sarek, have you given any thought to uh, which of the three actors who play Sarek you prefer?
0: Um, I don't remember who played him in the 2009, so I will Google that now. <laughs>
1: I don't remember his name, but I, I remember the role. It it wasn't huge. Uh, he he gives some words of wisdom oh, to yeah. Spock. He, he says that he... He, at first he says that he married uh, Amanda because uh, it was the logical thing to do, but later he admits that he married her because he loved her. Yeah. Isn't that nice? Um, he's I think kind of a James nobody. Frayn, uh, kind of. Um, I think James Frain is doing a, a, a very good role, a very good job in the role, uh, though.
0: I, yeah, he's good. I think he, he I'm acts liking well. i He doesn't look that much like the old Sarek. Mark Leonard. But... And the Sarek in the 2009 Star Trek in the Kelvin timeline does look Mm -hmm. a little bit more like the old Sarek, so. Mm -hmm. But only a little bit.
1: Yeah, um, it's close enough. Um, And uh, uh, Amanda as well. I guess this is the debut of Mia Kirshner as Amanda, and, of course, she was played by um, Winona Ryder. Mm Mm-hmm. In, in the 2009 movie. Kind of sad that we didn't get to see Winona Ryder come back. I mean, she works for Netflix after all, so... Yeah. Uh, Could have well theoretically seen that, but...
0: This is a you know, CBS all... production. Right. It's really nothing to do with Netflix, other than that it's being distributed through Netflix internationally.
1: Well, No, in fact, it is bankrolled by Netflix. That's why uh, CBS All Access was able to go all out with this because uh, they did the deal for international distribution with Netflix and Netflix fronted most of the cost of the series. So it's basically all paid for and and CBS is not really worrying about how it performs as a result.
0: I I wish they would let me watch it on Netflix in that case. Mm. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. Because CBS All Access is terrible,
1: hmm. I'm sure you'll be able to buy a DVD at some point, or a box set of VHS tapes. Wouldn't that
0: be great? Yeah. So um, we 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 get a little bit more um, development of Tilly in this episode as well, and yeah. we get the reveal of the cool disco T-shirts.
1: Right, twenty six ninety five, available now. Yeah. Um, they're fine, I guess.
0: It's kind of a. Uh, it's sort of like, why should we expect the Star Trek universe not to have cool T-shirts? Right. I mean, it's. We have cool T-shirts. and I can it's supposed remember to be the one... future from us, right?
1: That's that's right. So there would be in the future, the same Mm -hmm. thing as now. I can remember one instance of a, of a cool t-shirt, um, in, in Star Trek, in Star Trek five, the final frontier directed by and starring William Shatner, Mm -hmm. the character of William Shatner wears a t-shirt, um, that has, uh, go climb a rock written on it.
0: Yeah. He loved rock climbing Kirk. Remember in, um, uh when was the first one where the uh they overlapped in the movies the next generation and
1: uh oh uh, generation generations yeah
0: didn't they have like <laughs> rocket boots and they were like climbing a cliff in that no and then like that's Spock uh, that's had rocket in the boots, final frontier and that's the one where he was like he had that t-shirt
1: yeah um mm-hmm. in in generations uh his house is is in i think yosemite wow that's not cool I mean, that it, they
0: would let a guy put a house in Yosemite. It's like a mm-hmm. preserved land, you know?
1: It's because he's It, a, like it a looks famous like that captain. zone. It's bullshit. Gotta Google Captain Kirk's house now. I, I remember it was uh, Shatner's real house that they filmed yeah. in. It's just like, come on round, film a movie.
0: Yeah, I know he's got a lot a lot of horses and stuff. He's got a, like yeah. a ranch. He's a, real, he's a
1: real, real cool guy. guy. <laughs>
0: it's like a right wing <laughs> douchebag.
1: I've 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 binged Captain Kirk's house with the Bing search engine. It's completely worthless.
0: Hmm. Okay.
1: It came up with a Facebook page for Captain Kirk's Home Solutions LLC.
0: Okay, well, why did you use Bing? That was the that was the error.
1: That's because I have uh, uh, Microsoft Edge open. Okay. I f- I failed you.
0: So Tilly his- Tilly, let's get off okay. this. All
1: did right. It- <laughs> Tilly there was a there's an article entitled could Captain Kirk afford to live in Sydney (laughs) (laughs) I don't know
0: probably what's uh,
1: what's Lieutenant Tilly up to well she's being
0: um, mentored to some extent by Michael Burnham right Um,
1: it's it's a humorous uh, relationship isn't it
0: yeah but they're doing a lot of jogging in uh, their disco t-shirts and and Michael Burnham is encouraging Tilly to shave some time off of her her run um, to uh, help her chances at promotion.
1: Yes, um, she's she's dishing out this um, uh, you know wise sage advice. Uh, the the one that I liked best was uh, cooked tomatoes are a great source of lycopene. Remember mm-hmm.
0: that. Mm-hmm. We also have the <laughs> uh, the replicator making lots of comments like that, um, which is an interesting new twist. Kind of reminded me of like the Talkie toaster from Red Dwarf.
1: <laughs> I guess Talkie toaster mostly talked about toast. However, Well,
0: but you could sort of map that onto something that makes something more than toast, you know?
1: Right. Bit of an existentialist, um, uh, entity. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, he had some limitations based on the, the toast thing,
1: but, um, which was a shame for him. Yeah,
0: we. I felt. I think we also start to get some um, possibly possible misdirect, misdirect like sort of romantic tension between mm-hmm. um, Burnham and Tyler.
1: Yeah. Well, you think that's a misdirect?
0: It could be. I don't know. Like, depends on whether or not Tyler turns out to be Vok and then oh, whether or well, not those feelings may or may not be based on his undercover position or real and then will we get like Vok like integrating with you know, you know Starfleet uh-huh. and marrying Burnham and then they have kids and it's like a happy ending. <laughs> um
1: like I I don't see how it would be tactically advantageous for him to uh get in her pants. Um I think it's it's just uh it will provide tension later on when he is inevitably revealed to be a Klingon trader be like the um that scene in the crying game Uh, right another movie where we all know the thing that it's in but i haven't seen
0: Mm -hmm. let's not talk about it any further Um, no spoilers (laughs) what else do we need to talk about in this uh from this Um, episode
1: now i I wonder if you noticed this as well. Uh, this episode was directed by veteran television director Doug Arnyakowski, and there was something that um I thought uh, stood out in this episode as compared to previous episodes. It was uh the makeup direction
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, is this ringing any bells for you? No it seemed like there were a lot of uh like kind of uh visible blemishes. Like, hmm. uh, Sarek had razor rash. A lot of like the male characters had like razor rash that you could see. And, um, and a lot of the other characters had like blemishes. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just seemed like a little more than usual to me. I don't know if it was just like, Oh, we're on a rush schedule or whatever it, it but it almost seemed deliberate to me. Cause it's on like these different characters in these different scenes.
0: Have you noticed, um, Tilly seems to have some, some problem skin, which is yeah. sort of like covered up with makeup, but still sort of evident, maybe deliberately so, like she's just a human being Yeah, and that was, she doesn't have to look uh, totally perfect or whatever.
1: Right. That, that was what I was thinking of as well.
0: Yeah. I don't know if that's unique to this episode. It also might be um, a byproduct of just HD in general.
1: Yeah, I guess. Uh, I just, I just thought that uh, it stood out particularly in this episode, and I was wondering what, what, what could it possibly mean. Uh, I, I guess um, all that I can come up with is uh, that it's trying to to show these characters in in a little more of a raw emotional uh, mm-hmm. light, because when we think about the sorts of things that are happening, well, we're going to the uh, you know, to, to the core of Sarek's being to discover his, his greatest regrets, and we're um, uh, seeing Captain Lorca in a very vulnerable position as he kind of um, uh, is forced to acknowledge that he shouldn't really be in command, but he doesn't uh, admit that, and he kind of um, kind of displays some kind of uh, abusive patterns of behaviour. Like you know, oh, I can, I can change, I can change. So you know, like it, it seems like we're we're getting up close and personal with these characters. So maybe that was reflected in the makeup somewhat. I I did notice uh, like Burnham is very perfectly made up in the in the Shenzhou arc, but then mm-hmm. uh, she's she's less made up as soon as she's a prisoner. Right. Yeah. Because presumably you don't get as much makeup in prison. Mm-hmm.
0: And she also had her hair straightened in the when yeah. she was. A, an officer and um, no longer had it straightened when she was a prisoner.
1: Yeah. So which I think I, you
0: observed in a prior episode.
1: Yeah. So I, I, I like to imagine that these decisions are deliberate. Maybe. Mm. Um, so uh, in the flashbacks where uh, we get that Vulcan place, it clearly looks like it was filmed at like the Smithsonian or something. Um, I think
0: it was somewhere in. Toronto.
1: You are correct. It was the Aga Khan Museum. Ah. Uh, do you know anything about Aga Khan? No. Um, neither did I. Turns out he's a he's a, a religious leader and a very wealthy man. Oh. Um, he's he's the Imam of Nizari Ismailism, hmm. um, which uh, is a, a sect of of Islam. And uh, apparently, the guy is a proponent of secular pluralism. Wow! So that sounds pretty Vulcan to me.
0: Yeah, it does. He like, I have like no a doubt real life that, uh, Vulcan.
1: Yeah, they probably um, took that into account when they were scouting this location. I would imagine.
0: Is that why he built a Vulcan building that just happens to look just like this building from the show? That's why on he Vulcan?
1: built the Vulcan Science Academy because he was so into logic.
0: Yeah, that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: um, I wanted to note that this episode is also the first episode we see Captain Lorca sit in the captain's chair.
1: Yeah, I, I read that on Memory Alpha. I didn't uh, notice or care.
0: <laughs> it's kind of weird, though, right? I mean, we're, we're what, six episodes in? Six, yeah. And the ostensible captain of the ship on a Star Trek show has not been on the bridge until now.
1: He's been on the bridge, but he's been standing up.
0: Oh, okay. I'll never mind then. (laughs) Um, He's a man of action, you know? How about the first mention of the USS Enterprise Constitution clap Clash?
1: Right. I I remember that from the show Star Trek. Mm Mm-hmm. Isn't that great? Um, speaking of the uh, the Constitution class Enterprise, um, uh, I, I've been reading, like I said, the the Italian novel Desperate Hours, and it turns out that uh, part of the premise is the Shenzhou and the Enterprise have to team up on a mission. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, and it's it's uh, Captain Pike's Enterprise. Um, uh, do you, do you remember? I guess you've never seen the original pilot
0: for Star Trek. For Star Trek. No.
1: The original series. No. Um, they in that one Spock is kinda of like jolly and he cracks jokes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the uh the Dower emotionless role is instead number one, who mm-hmm. is played by Majel Barrett. Obviously, oh. you know. Interesting. Had had subsequent roles. Mm-hmm. Um I think uh, the producers said um, Oh, not the producers, but some studio people or whatever said you have to lose one of them. You uh, have to lose either Spock or Number One because mm-hmm. they're both. Uh, we don't want them both in the show. And so uh, Roddenberry used to tell the anecdote that uh, so I um I married one and and kept the other on the show. So I I picked uh, Magil to to marry and Leonard mm-hmm. to keep on the show because otherwise I would have had to marry Leonard. <laughs>
0: That's a pretty pretty gross joke. <laughs> Look at all this power I had, and how disgusting it would be to marry a man.
1: Okay. Um, it's a it's a it's a shame though because she's actually pretty strong in uh, that episode. It's a uh, it's quite a bit of sexism, mm-hmm. but um, she, she, that character had legs.
0: Uh, like and, for miles. Uh, I, wish,
1: <laughs> I wish we could have seen more of her.
0: Um, Well, we did. We got got her as the computer.
1: Yes, and as Waxana Troy.
0: Waxana Troy. Who could forget? The great (laughs) Waxana. Right. So, where were you Um, uh, going with this?
1: Oh, I was. Just, I, I guess I can talk about the rest of uh, what I've learned. I learned that uh, Ensign Daft Punk from the first episode is mm-hmm. canonically uh, wearing a helmet,
0: or okay. a robot. That's good to know. I don't think I ever really thought it was going to be a robot.
1: Uh, you know.
0: Was it like some kind of life support deal? Like,
1: It's a VR helmet, apparently. <laughs> I don't know why you need VR when you're already in the R... The reality that isn't
0: virtual maybe an
1: ar yeah maybe ar but i i don't think that was the terminology
0: that stands for augmented reality to the
1: listeners yeah yeah so it's a pokemon go Mm -hmm. um uh mostly we we also learned that uh saru and burnham uh their relationship was was strained kind of right from the get-go and to be honest, uh Burnham is kind of a bully.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Always uh always making fun of that guy. He is
0: kind of like a gangly creep, though.
1: Yeah, he's he's a bit of a jerk. Yeah. Just kind of like like one of those awkward uh, people. Mm hmm. He's no fun at parties either. Anyway. So
0: you, yeah, he's uh he's a total drag.
1: Yeah, um, although it, it's, it is presented in uh, that classic uh, Xeno-anthropological way that, that, that James loves and is really into, in that yeah. uh, he likes large gatherings because they remind him of having safety in numbers in the herd, mm-hmm. but uh, because no one enjoys talking to him, he feels himself moving to the kind of social edge of the group, and mm-hmm. uh, this makes him uncomfortable because that's the first one that gets picked off by the predator. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah.
0: Interesting note, now that it's uh, Halloween season, they've been playing um, Hocus Pocus on TV a lot, which Uh you may recall is a Disney film about um, three witches that are resurrected. Right. And um, Uh, they themselves in the movie resurrect a zombie helper that is played by Doug Jones.
1: My goodness, I had no idea.
0: The name of... The Doug, Doug Jones character in Hocus Pocus is
1: Beetlejuice.
0: Sorry, I, I, th- I thought I had it up, but I don't. But it's worth. But it's worth. It's worth waiting for.
1: <laughs> uh, so I remember Bette Midler and Sarah Jessica Parker. Yep. I don't know who the third one is, though.
0: She doesn't. She's. I think she's also in Sister Act. I don't know her name. Hmm. I will in a second. I'm pulling up the IMDb. It's um, Kathy Kathina Jimmy.
1: Oh, right from yeah. King of King of the Hill.
0: Mm-hmm. That's and great. Um, Doug Jones plays B- Billy Butcherson.
1: Can you tell what race he is in that role?
0: Um, he he looks pretty clearly um, like decomposed Caucasian.
1: Uh huh. That's oh. a, a good kind of Caucasian, I guess.
0: headley- he, headless Billy Butcherson was played by Karen Malkus. so that's two 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 actors play the same character. Huh. Because like he's so tall that once they chopped his head off, they had to get a whole get a shorter person, person. To, uh, to play him. Yeah. So this great idea. A, this, yeah, this has been a really good uh, little tangent here. I think.
1: Really great. Yeah, it's informative. It's edifying, and it's just Uplifting. a lot of fun. Uplifting. Mm, Yes. Yeah. Anything um,
0: else on Leafy?
1: Yeah. So uh, uh, our old friend uh, Lieutenant Stamets is—he's uh, he's a loopy, stoned hippie now, apparently. Mm-hmm. Because he's—he's uh, tripped the light fantastic by getting plugged into the space mushrooms.
0: So is Stamets having to be plugged in every time they jump now, or was Um, that a one-and-done?
1: Presumably, but uh, we haven't seen them do a jump since that that last jump, so I guess they're um, uh, trying to avoid it. Yeah. Because now they can see that it it hurts the human, Mm -hmm. don't care if it hurts the water bear.
0: Which we've now just forgotten about. Because they jettisoned the Oh, we, we
1: said goodbye, you know. Yeah. Because in space, in order to move forward, you have to leave something behind. Mm-hmm. So we, so, we said goodbye.
0: So Stamets is um, kind of his his third eye is open. Yep. Um, kind of a new agey kind of a philosophy guy now.
1: This is uh, an interesting turn. His characterization. He was, he was quite edgy before. Um. Uh. Oh. That. That. Uh. The. The final. I. I saw it coming when. um... Lorca sent Cornwell off to meet the Klingons. I was like, "She's gonna get blown up. Come on." Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, that guy is really on some House of Cards shit. Like, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> she says. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna organize for you to step down from command, so that you can get the help you need when I get back. So he immediately, you know, arranges for her to be sent off to be blown up, mm-hmm. so that he can continue as he as he pleases.
0: But I mean, like, did he send her off? Didn't she kind of volunteer to do that?
1: Yeah, it, very convenient, isn't it?
0: I, well, I thought. I mean, I didn't have this thought independently. I, I, but I don't remember. Who I'm stealing it from, but um, there, basically, it was a it was an interesting position because she was reprimanding him for mm-hmm. going on these these unsanctioned an an unsanctioned rescue mission,
1: right? And then she herself went on an unsanctioned uh, diplomatic.
0: Well, n- no, uh, I mean that's, that's 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 not it. True, but that's not it. He didn't send her on the mission. He simply didn't go after her. Right? So that's the Machiavellian move. Like, oh, okay, take her, kill her. That's better for me. But in fact, Uh he's actually doing what she wants him to do, which is not go on crazy rescue missions. Right? Yes. So is he really doing the wrong thing?
1: Yes, he is.
0: (laughs) I mean, he is, in air quotes.
1: But... It's the, um, uh, the 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 consequentialism versus um, uh, 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 di- di- no, oh, the other one. Is this is going to be a uh, deontologicalism.
0: Immanuel Kant.
1: Yes, Kant? the Emmanuel. Okay. It's Immanuel Kant versus Jeremy Bentham. Uh, so, th- if if you want the best outcome, well, then he has to make sure that Cornwell survives, so that uh, you know he's. He's held to account and gets the 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 assistance that he, he needs as a person suffering from right. you know right. mental ill health. Um, uh, but uh, according to the the all the all the rules that you must follow, uh, no, it's it's not that. So uh, uh, r- rules are for chumps, as we have learned, and context is for kings. Right. So he should have been using the context. In order to inform his decision, and in fact, he did, and he used the context in order to uh, take a course of action that was um, favorable to him personally, yeah. instead of the greater good.
0: Many of these uh, types of themes are discussed at length in the program, The Good Place, which features a um, moral philosophy professor.
1: Really, is yeah. that um, uh, is that Kristen Bell is?
0: No, she's not the moral no. philosophy professor. She is but a, She is uh, the lead. She is a she yeah, she's the lead, but um she she's a morally compromised individual.
1: Uh-huh. Is is Ted Danson the professor?
0: No, Ted Danson is a um he's an a, angel a, a, of some description. An angel, yeah. You'll, you'll just have to watch the program.
1: Well, gosh. I'm it's, I'm hella into those uh uh debates in ethics.
0: There's actually a scene in the second season where they Literally reenact the uh, the trolley experiment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, all right. I mean, I'm sold.
0: Yeah, hey, give it a try. It's good. I think it's on Netflix.
1: It is on Netflix down here. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, does that about cover Lethe?
1: Mm, I I believe so. Yeah, um, I think that's it. I think that's a good. I I I have uh uh. I noted that uh, uh, one line that I really appreciated was uh, uh, Ash Tyler, as his face is like contorting, he, he goes, oh, that's just being human. <laughs> Quote, unquote, wink, <laughs> you know, like wink. looking at the looking at the writing on my palm that's blurred because of the sweat. Oh, that's just being human. human.
0: And then he looks into the camera.
1: He's a real great human. I can't mm-hmm. wait to see what human hijinks he gets up to.
0: Yeah. And have we heard anything from who is the actor that plays Vok ostensibly?
1: Um Javed Iqbal. Yeah,
0: have we has he been interviewed for the show yet?
1: There is a Twitter account called At real Javid Iqbal where you can uh see lots of great pictures of the actor Javed Iqbal in various situations in real life, which is yeah. really great.
0: This, uh, let's see. Wait, Javid Iqbal is a serial killer. Jesus. From Pakistan. Pakistani tr- serial killer.
1: Are you on Wikipedia?
0: Yeah. Oh, it's. Well, that ain't J- going to do it for you, man. Javid Iqbal Mughal. Mughal was a Pakistani serial killer who was found guilty of the sexual abuse and murder of 100 boys.
1: Look, that's really no good
0: this is insane why would they name a character <laughs> after this guy or an actor a fake actor
1: they did they didn't name anyone um, oh that's
0: right it's a real guy uh,
1: apparently also nicholas Meyer's dog uh knows what's going on about all this and has a twitter account and has been like dropping hints here and there mm-hmm. i think her name is like Stella star trek dog or something I can't figure out how she's typing with the pause and how she speaks English, but, Maybe you know, whatever. Nose.
0: Maybe type with the nose. <laughs> it, another interesting fact about Javid Iqbal is that mm-hmm. his sentence, he, was, he received a, a death sentence, but the specific sentence was to be cut into 100 pieces.
1: Let the punishment fit the crime, say I.
0: Um,
1: that, that's cruel and unusual, I would say.
0: Well... It's uh, influenced by the much-dreaded Sharia law. I see. He was sentenced to be strangled with an iron chain, chopped into pieces, and dissolved in acid in front of the pants of the victims. (laughs) Why would you want to watch that? Even if your kid got killed, it's, like, really gross.
1: Yeah, that would be a bit icky, really. (laughs) Look
0: look at that flesh dissolve in acid. That's great. This is really grisly, I'm sorry. Slurry. I blame... um, Star Trek Discovery, I guess. Like, there's nobody else to blame.
1: Yeah, moral relativism.
0: Wait, how do you spell Javid Iqbal?
1: J-A-V-I-D-I-Q-B-A-L. Yeah, to be fair, probably... you do have to have a very high IQ in order to appreciate.
0: <laughs> if you type that into Google, th- this serial killer is the first result. I don't, even, I don't know how you, you haven't in, uh, encountered him yet.
1: Oh, because I um, went through IMDb. Oh, okay. just on the page because apparently there's already three of three javid iqbals on imdb wow did you know that um i think um uh Shahzad Latif's mother's maiden name was iqbal maybe it's probably just a coincidence
0: yeah maybe 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 not i did just find the real javid iqbal on imdb uh, he does look a little bit like Vok. A little Quality. bit, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, why don't we uh why don't we uh stick a pin in this one, call it done. Yeah. Or put a fork. The pin. Stick a, the pin, stick I think a needle
1: is, of Vulcan uh logic juice in your arm.
0: Yeah. So the perfect and blow
1: yourself. The perfect metaphor. straight to Stovacore.
0: Really evocative analogy. Mm. Okay, well James, thank you for uh for joining for this uh, this scintillating Trek discussion.
1: Byron, um, thank you for facilitating the discussion.
0: You're welcome. And the next episode, I've been doing so much crazy um, surfing that I've completely lost my my Memory Alpha page.
1: I'm still on uh, (sighs) Captain Kirk's Home Solutions. Could he afford to live in Sydney?
0: The next episode is magic to make the sanest man go mad.
1: Uh, I'm I'm sorry.
0: All right. Magic to make the sanest man go mad.
1: Well, that sounds like a wild ride.
0: Yeah. So we'll see what that's all about. Next time on Truck Trudge. Discovery. 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 All right. See you, James.
1: See ya. Bye.